1: This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio.
2: Welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better as Freddie and Harry. Got my man, Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Speedos, definitely optional, provided by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Series X Channel 80. And always the last smart speaker. Yours to play ESPN Radio. With night two into the NBA, we're going to give our predictions when it comes to certain awards we believe are going to be won by these players. That comes your way in about 10 minutes. But when it comes to night one of the NBA, a lot of discussion around two entities the Phoenix Suns, and they were able to beat the Golden State Warriors, 108 to 104. And what happened in the second half to Anthony Davis? The Lakers lose to the Denver Nuggets. They had to raise the banner, they got the championship rings. Anthony Davis, superb in the first half, and then super unknown in the second half. Scored 17 in the first half, 0 for 6, a donut in the second half. Javier Moreno hit us on Twitter at Coleman ESPN at HDLS83. He says, Anthony Davis does not have that killer instinct mentality. Dude is not gritty, and if he gets challenged, he wilts. It is too bad LeBron does not have that dog on his squad. Javier, you know who agrees with you? A certain guy named Charles Barkley, basketball hall of famer, and also from the NBN TNT, He joins about an hour and a half ago, and he echoed, Javier, what you said about AD.
3: He's a very talented player, but I don't think he has that mental mindset where he want to go out there and dominate every night. I mean, he's just way too inconsistent. And I don't think your number one guy can have those types of peaks and valleys. You know, LeBron tried to pass the torch in the preseason. It doesn't matter. He can't pass the torch. You got to take the torch. Nobody passes the torch. And Anthony, I don't know if he has the mental mindset But he's proven it, that he doesn't have the mindset to be that number one guy.
4: And Charles Barkley's right. And and also, I'm going to say Monica McNutt, because I remember doing a show with her last year on Get Up, Mm -hmm. and she echoed that we're trying to make Anthony Davis something that he's not. And I think I'm getting to the point now where I firmly believe that Anthony Davis isn't that guy. And I had a coach, my wide receiver coach, my entire career in the National Football League, Terry Rubisky. I remember having a conversation. We was having a wide receiver conversation, and we just used to always keep things uh, re- as real as possible.
2: Especially Terry Rubisky. Yeah, man. And he used to be like, <laughs> man,
4: you can't make somebody be a dog. Either you a dog or you not. And that's one thing you can't coach into somebody. You can't coach no one to be a go-getter. You can't coach someone to go out there and be a dog. Either you're born with it and that's your DNA, or you don't have it, and now that I'm reviewing everything when it comes to Anthony Davis, and I've seen a lot of Anthony Davis, right? My right. brother Tony Douglas played with him in New Orleans with the Pelicans, so I, I watched him a lot. Okay, and, and and now that I'm thinking about you know him with the Lakers, uh-huh. and I'm thinking about him, then it that instinct, that killer instinct, has never been there.
2: When did you see that? When you saw that Anthony Davis in New Orleans with well, your brother.
4: I can't remember what year my brother played down there, but I went to a lot of games because my wife's side of the family is from New Orleans. So okay. I was down there with my brother as much as possible. But, you know, he, he would have a phenomenal game, but then there would be games he would miss.
1: Right. Right. Okay.
4: And, and my thing is that even with injuries, they're, they're high you, there's, there are people with high tolerance for pain. Like, Jimmy Butler, we know know he's going to go out there. If it's not broken, if it's not a torn AC, he's going to go out there and try to give it his all whenever he has a chance. And that's just not the makeup of Anthony Davis. That killer instinct is not in him. And I think for so long, myself included, man, we're trying to make Anthony Davis something that he is not.
2: Right. Don't let appearances fool you in believing that somebody should be what you want them to be. And that's not just an Anthony Davis thing. How many times that and you and I both noticed when playing ball in the park when we were younger – Somebody walks into the park and they look the part and you think that boy must know how to play. Then you get out there. He can't play dead or as Shannon Sharp said on first day, he can play dead in a horror movie, but then you see somebody else walk out there and say, man, I'm going to school this dude. And the next thing you know, he is just giving you that work. You think where the hell did you come from? You should not allow just because somebody has that kind of skill set or they look like they have that kind of skill set. And you say to yourself, yep. Why is that guy not like so-and-so everybody from a And I'm not trying to question the mentality, of Anthony Davis, I know he wants to compete. I know he wants to win. I know he wants to give it his all. But sometimes there are certain situations where somebody will say, I hope to get the ball, and some guys say, I'm going to get the basketball. We've seen plenty of times that Anthony Davis will have the ball come to him. A lot of times he won't go to the basketball. And I think that's the part that gets under the skin of so many different people. When you see somebody like that, the basketball guys looked to him and said, "You're getting this. You're 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 getting all of this." And then you don't see him having a chance that you can't have the skill set of Anthony Davis and go oh, for a second half. And you say, "Hey, credit the opponent."
1: Start doubling teaming. Um, you know, trying to crowd the paint. Uh, I missed some easy, like little layups around the rim, little jumpers. Uh, but trying to made the right play, kick it out to our guys. They double. You know, kick it out to you know, really hit open three. Gave open threes. Um, just in fall, but, um, gotta shoot him more.
2: You can't have that as accepting your fate just because a team was doing something and you said, well, can't do that. I don't know what I'm going to do.
4: doesn't mean you have to accept it. You know what I mean? You can still be a go-getter. You can still open up things. Jokic doesn't just accept when he's being double teamed. There are times he makes the right basketball play. There are also times where he makes, you know, miraculous shots. Yes. And he just gets the job done. And I had to go back and look, Freddie. It was 2015, 2016 when my brother played with the New Orleans Pelicans. And even that season, Anthony Davis averaged 24-10 and 10 that year. But when can we ever say it was just that, you know what, I'm a dog you today, I'm going to go-getter, I'm going to embarrass you on a night-in, night-out basis. That that has never been his M.O. And I, I remember even that year, yeah. it was Drew Holiday at times and Tyreek Evans before he had got hurt that I viewed as, you know, the guys that, that were going to go get things.
2: And when you play a guy like Nikola Jokic and you go over the second half, it's noticeable. It's going to be noticeable Very. anyway. But you're going up against a guy that is a peer of yours at that position. He's, he's with you. And Joel Embiid, well, in the case Nikola Jokic right now, he's above both of those guys. You can use a credit card, whatever gap you want to use. It's Nikola Jokic at that center position, and it's everybody else underneath him, whether it's Joel Embiid in Philadelphia, Anthony Davis with the Los Angeles Lakers. And I go back to Charles Barkley, basketball Hall of Famer, and he talked about these are the kind of things that Jokic possesses, that Anthony Davis could really use.
3: Their best player is a no BS. I just want to be great at basketball. I don't care about all the other stuff that goes with it on the side. If you got a leader like that, the other players got to follow. So they're going to be good. He's only 29, and they're going to be good for a long time.
2: They want to follow you. And LeBron James and Harry, we mentioned, he put it out there that he he's going to be our best player. He has to be our best player. If he was trying to send a message to Anthony Davis, that message may never get received because Anthony Davis is not that type of dude. Hey Freddie,
4: I, I'll be honest. Like last year, and Devin can, can contest to this, I caught a lot of heat from a lot of Lakers fans and also George Sedano
2: mm-hmm. when
4: a lot of people, when LeBron was talking about, remember he had that soundbite and Anthony Davis is going to be up in the rafters, right? Right, absolutely. I I, I was offended by that. <laughs> I, I really was because, and I thought it was disrespectful to the Laker greats when you look at Wilt, mm-hmm. Kareem, and Shaq—those guys who were dominant, and they had that mindset. Right, I, I, that's fair. And I'm gonna be honest—I I don't think Anthony Davis, when it's when it's done, should be up in that rafters unless he shows us that dominance and he can win another title or two. Because yeah. if you think he should, I think that's disrespectful to the other guys who are up there.
2: No doubt about it. People have a problem with LeBron James being up in the rafters and I clearly understand where they're coming from, thinking, wait a minute, he just got here. Guys that were committed to this organization, Kobe Bryant, Jerry West, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, they look at LeBron as great as he's been, as a Johnny come lately, and yeah, he got that title, but that shouldn't earn him in a lot of Laker fans' eyes. This is not me just spitballing. Playing Laker fans, like, we're glad he's on our team, but to consider him one of the greats of the greatest in this organization, he just got here. And if one championship in a bubble existence, is not going to be enough to soothe or the plague hit a lot of Lakers fans when it comes to being up in the immortal rafters with other people like that who are a lot better for the Lakers than LeBron James has been, even though he's only been there a short time. Let me
4: ask you a question. When has anyone ever questioned mm-hmm. Shaquille O'Neal
2: okay.
4: when it came to dominance, right. Wilt Chamberlain right. when it came to dominance, mm-hmm. and Kareem Adu-Jabbar when it mm-hmm. came to dominance?
2: Oh, that's, that's never been a question.
4: Never been a question. So you, don't sit up here and tell me a guy belongs in the rafters and we got a question – if he can take the baton from LeBron James, if we have to question if he can have that killer instinct and that mindset, if we have to question and trust if he can do it on a consistent basis.
2: To paraphrase that line from the movie Jason's Lyric, you can't save a brother who can't be saved. Ooh. In the case of Anthony Davis, you can't make a brother a dog if a brother does not want to be a dog. As yep. in D-A-W-G, we'll see if that changes for the Lakers and their fortunes winning in a loaded and even tougher West. When it comes to last year in the NBA.
4: Man, I hate, you know, Jason's brother took himself out in that movie, man.
2: He took out a couple other people before he took himself yeah, out. Yeah, he did. He <laughs> did. He went in there and he went Ham.
4: All my old heads out there, man. Jason's yeah, Lyric. Yeah. I know y'all understand what me and Freddy talk this? about right now. See what I did? <laughs> yeah, you we saw what you keep did. Trying to save a brother that do not want to be saved. You
2: committed a crime. We saw what you did, Bo Keyboard. I ain't got enough, 10. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, Shannon Penn. Yeah, go find that movie, Jason's Lyric. Don't worry about Jada Pinkett now. Talking about Jada Pinkett back then with yeah. Alan Payne, Bokeem Wimbine, Trash from Naughty by Nature. Really, really cool picture that took place in the state deep in the heart of Texas. My man Harry Douglas, Freddie coming together. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio, the ESPN app and Sirius X and Channel 8. We heard from Shannon Penn about Jason's lyric. We're going to try to save him and everybody else. But trouble about worrying about end-of-the-season awards in the NBA, we're going to tell you right now in our infinite wisdom who's going to do what and how they're going to make it count. So, Shannon Penn, we got NBA superlatives. We give our preseason prognostications when it comes to who's going to do what and who's going to win what, and the floor is yours.
5: All right, let's start at the top here. We'll get to the uh, champions in a minute. But, Harry, I'll start with you. Who do you have as
4: your uh, MVP this year? For me, it's going to be Nikola Jokic. Because when a guy can be a walking triple-double and it looks so easy, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of people, even though Joel Embiid won the MVP award last year, right. there are a lot of people that voted for Nikola Jokic and thought he should have been a three-peat when it came to that award. You look at how he dominated in night one, opening night, ring ceremony, versus the Lakers, 29 points, 13 rebounds, 11 assists. I'm going with Nikola Jokic. I'm not going to get bored with greatness.
2: Yeah, uh, bo- Greatness has never bothered me. If you don't like greatness, that says a lot about you, not the person in charge of that greatness, bringing it to everybody. But I'm going to go Giannis Kumpo. Got his new money. Got Damian Lillard at the top of the heap right now in terms of the odds on favorites to win in the Eastern Conference and get the NBA Finals. By the way, the two top teams. Boston is number one in terms of the odds. The Milwaukee Bucks are number two and the Denver Nuggets are number three. I think Giannis gets back that MVP, that's going to be my choice for MVP.
5: All right, next up, Freddie, I'll start with you here on this one. Who's your rookie of the year?
2: Oh, he's playing tonight at 930, Victor Wimbayama of the San Antonio Spurs. That's not even a question. There are unicorns, and then there's him. And he's only going to get stronger and get used to the NBA game. That's my dude, Harry for MVP, Victor Wembanyama, the San Antonio Spurs.
4: Yeah, I'm gonna go Victor Wembanyama as well. But here's a guy that I think y'all need to keep a close eye on, Chet Holmgren, because he is classified as a rookie. That is true because he missed last season, and he may have better team success, okay, than the San Antonio Spurs and Victor Wembanyama.
2: Good call on that one. Forgot about that.
5: All right, here yeah, moving on to the uh, conference finals. We'll start in the East, Harry. Who do you have as your two Eastern Conference Finals? picks
4: i think this is easy i'm going with the bucks versus the celtics and i think whichever team i say whichever third star slash fourth person can be the most consistent will win that series
2: okay yeah what he said let's move on
5: (laughs) (laughs) all right let's go off to the western freddie who's your western conference finals pick
2: yeah I i got the phoenix suns versus the denver nuggets and as loaded as the west is There are going to be maybe a couple of teams that win 45 games that will not get into the playoffs. That's how loaded the Western Conference is. You got Denver, Minnesota, Oklahoma City, Golden State, Clippers, Lakers, Suns, Kings, Mavericks, Grizzlies, Pelicans. There are going to be some hurt feelings by teams out there who might win 45 games and don't get in. But I think it's going to be Phoenix and Denver in the Western Conference Finals. Phoenix, I think, is only going to get scarier. And the Nuggets, they're going to prove to everybody it was not a fluke the way they were able to win the championship last year, they'll be in that mix again. I believe it's going to be Phoenix and Denver for the Western Conference Finals.
4: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Denver Nuggets and the Phoenix Suns as well. When you looked at the playoffs last year, the Phoenix Suns was the only team to actually win two games in a series versus the Denver Nuggets. They beat the Timberwolves four games to one. They beat the um, Los Angeles Lakers. They actually swept them, and then they beat the Miami Heat four games to one. Mm -hmm. I think the Phoenix Suns have gotten better. I think from an offensive standpoint, it's going to be hell trying to guard them. And I can't wait to see a matchup between these two teams going up and down the court with all the skilled players that they have on both sides.
5: All right, so with that being said, who do you have in your NBA Finals and who do you have winning it, Harry?
4: I'm going with the Nuggets versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. Oh, this is tough. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with Milwaukee winning it.
2: Okay. I got Nuggets versus the Celtics. You know what? I'm going to change that. I got Phoenix versus Boston. Ooh. I think Phoenix finds a way to get that done with their playmakers. The Boston Celtics, they have so much length on that front line when you got Porzingis and Brown and also Jason Tatum. And I think having Drew Holiday as their orchestrator is going to be fantastic at both ends of the floor. So I think I got Phoenix and Boston in the NBA Finals when it's all set and And who done. do you
5: have winning that series?
2: Wow. I'm going to take Phoenix. Say, wow. I think Phoenix has never won the NBA championship. I think this year they finally break through. And Kevin Durant can say, I told you I could win without Steph Curry. I told you I could do it. I think there will be a Phoenix-Boston finals. And I think Phoenix went to it and it's all said and done. What about you, Harry?
4: Harry went with what? You went Bucks over Nuggets, right? Here's the thing I wanted to ask you guys. If that matchup happens, Bucks versus the Nuggets, Uh does Giannis guard Nikola Jokic at some point during that series?
2: You would think, don't That's- just leave that, the, don't just leave the, the, um, Brooke Lopez, who can do it, but I wouldn't want Brooke Lopez that far away from the basket. Me and, 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 and not for nothing, Giannis is the same height as Nikola Jokic. Yep. Why would you not have that guy guarding him in that situation?
5: Yeah, I think between the two Lopez brothers and Giannis, those are three guys there that have, I the keep size. forgetting
2: that Robin's there now. He's
0: back. Yeah. That's consistent right. with about that. If
2: you have Giannis covering him,
0: you'd be worried about foul
4: trouble,
1: though, wouldn't you? we
4: talked talking yes. about a guy that, that was defensive player of the year.
1: Yeah. I don't, be, up, yeah. I don't want Yeah, about yeah no he's never covered tr- tr- Jokic, though. Well,
4: Bro, well, I don't want hear about
2: the, no foul the, trouble. The, if you're the, supposed the, to be one of the best in the league, I, want, I need to see you step up, boss. Not for nothing. Sometimes it's not about worrying about fouls. It's how tough you make it on Jokic. If you can make oh. him work, because at times in that Phoenix series, they were able to do that. I forgot the player that was able to start in place, DeAndre Ayton, that at times gave Jokic a little bit of a tussle and made him work for shots. If you make him earn shots, you can tip your cap, but you can't allow him to have it easy because when Jokic does that, then everything is easy for the Denver Nuggets.
5: All right, Freddie, what team do you have most likely to
2: underachieve? The easy answer could be the Knicks, and I'm not going to say that because I don't think it's going to be go their New team. Go New York, yeah. go New York, go. I'm going to say it's, there we go. Well done. I'm going to say it's the Lakers. I can see the Lakers being like a 6th or 7th seed, except last year they had the injuries taken away. I could see that team – taking a step back, even the guys that they brought to the table, I think the Lakers could be that team, That team, in my opinion, most likely to underachieve.
4: For me, I'm going to go with the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, uh. we understand that Luka Doncic and also Kyrie Irvin, the offensive juggernauts that they are, but I want to know, is it going to be, be better from a gelling standpoint? And mm. they still have to play defense. I understand they traded for Grant Williams, uh, drafted Derek Lively, but I, I want to see how they're going to be able to stop people. Mm-hmm. I really do. Okay. All right, Harry, who's your sleeper team this year in the NBA? Oh, this is easy. OKC. OKC. Th- that was a team that was on the outside looking in last year and could have easily been in the thick of things. I think getting Czech Holmgren back for that team. I-, I really like what they are as a as a as an NBA basketball team right now.
2: I'll give you a sleeper team that could be a pain in the behind the Western conference, and that team's the New Orleans Pelicans. True story. Zion Williamson. I don't know what that's going to look like, but if it looks anywhere near the last time I saw him healthy in the basketball court, they were near the top in the Western Conference. You got Herbert Jones, who I think is going to be even better, and that guy's one of the best defenders in the NBA. Brandon Ingram, we know he can make shots. C.J. McCollum, that's their leader. And now you add Jonas Valanciunas, where that big guy can do the dirty work inside. Jose Alvarado coming off the bench. He's going to be terrific. Trey Murphy, the third, can knock down shots on the outside. Larry Nance Jr. gives them depth on that front line. Keep an eye on the Pelicans. That could be a potential sleeper team that could make the Western Conference semifinals at being a pain in the behind to anybody that to face them in the playoffs.
5: I'll give you one more sleeper team, too. The, watch out for the Orlando Magic. Shout out to Alan Yates. Ben Carroll, man.
2: Yeah. I say like, yeah.
5: basketball, the
4: Magic, I don't know how great they'll be, but they're not going to be as easy as they have been. So I, I remember talking about them, not last – was it last year's draft? It may have been two years ago, the draft two years ago. Mm-hmm. That's a team who has been able to draft well yeah. and draft high for right. numerous of years in a row. Yeah. I think now it's time for them to be able to put it all together. And I put a yeah. lot of that on their head coach, too, trying to figure out the dynamics of all those unique talents that he has. Right. So uh, that is a team that if they can get it together like the Phoenix Sun- Suns did in that bubble,
2: mm-hmm. right?
4: they're long, they're lanky, they, they – <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, a Jalen. Yeah.
2: Pauls. Yeah, exactly. Major pause. I think if Jalen sucks, say he's healthy, he's going to be terrific. Then France Wagner can be a Swiss Army knife for that basketball team. I like the re-signing of Cole Anthony that can play both guard positions. But yeah, Ben Carroll. That's a guy that can be that dude with that young talent that's a part. I tried to keep it
1: together. I tried. You
2: did, but you had no help from the staff, though. (laughs) Not one house. You would think your boys would support you in your hour of (laughs) need. They couldn't wait to throw you in the river and see the car sink to the bottom. I tried. Well, just understand, Harry,
5: you're not alone in that. Go ahead. Go ahead, but they're not going to be as easy as they have been. See, I had to, <laughs> I had to watch it because <laughs> I almost said something plausible. I did. <laughs> he was nervous. He was Ooh. nervous. <laughs> have been.
2: Good lord. All right,
5: last one here, Harry. Which star is next to ask for a trade in the
2: NBA?
4: I'm gonna go superstar, Joel Embiid. and I think Freddie, you, you. Mm-hmm. You had that as your, what was mm-hmm. it yesterday?
2: That's my bold prediction. Bold that, prediction. That I believe he'll be Joel a nick L&B, by the man, February I, trade I, I deadline. I think at
4: some point he's going to get sick of the nonsense and want to get out and go try to contend somewhere else.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. That, that's that guy that it has all the earmarks of something happening like that where he says, you know what, I have had enough of this. And he wants out of Philadelphia whether James Harden is going to be there or not. He is Harry Douglas. Hit him on social media, on Twitter, at Coleman ESPN. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for hitting me on social media, Coleman ESPN. part of Freddie and Harry. We're going to ask an FOS friend of the show his thoughts in terms of James Harden. Is he back or is he not back? And the one sleeper team in the NBA that nobody is talking about. Keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
5: But they're not going to be as easy as they have been. Have been. Have been.
1: This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
0: Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI –
2: He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. We are the kings around here called Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80, and always tell that smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Another Woj bomb from Agent Wojnarowski, ESPN NBA insider. He is just reporting that the Clippers are pausing their pursuit of James Harden because they're not willing to meet the current asking price of the Philadelphia 76ers. agent Woznarowski just reporting that on the pregame before the Celtics and Knicks kick off in about 29 minutes. ESPN NBA insider agent Woznarowski saying that Los Angeles Clippers are pausing their pursuit of James Harden because the team is not willing to meet the 76ers current asking price. We got other NBA matters to talk about with our man. He is known as Mr. Drizz as in Professor Drizz. Andre Snow ESPN senior. Write him on Twitter at Professor Driz. He joins Freddie and Harry here on ESPN Radio. Before we get to that news that came down, Andre, when it comes to that, what are your thoughts when it comes to James Harden being back and not being back and now this news, what Agent Woznarowski just reported.
3: Hey, what's up, fellas? What's um, on, yeah, you know, it, it's it's a very dramatic situation for uh, a group of people outside of Harden that aren't typically dramatic. Like I've been around Daryl Morey, you know, I've talked with the dude. He's the most laid back, kind of shaggy from Scooby Doo as an adult kind of <laughs> person to talk to, you know. And and so, and the first time I met him was actually a couple years ago at the Sloan Analytics Conference he literally had on a shirt at that time with James Harden's picture on it. So I know how much he's felt like Harden has been a part of his career. Um, Maury is, you know, a GM that came from an analytics background, and his analytics, and ironically at the same time mine, were saying when Harden was a sixth man with the thunder that, hey, this guy could be a a superstar. And so I I have to feel like he feels like that was a story that he got right, you know, and so – It's very for me. It's hard to picture how it goes from what I feel like I know about their situation to where it's gotten to today, where Harden is going to other countries, speaking about how much he doesn't trust and hates and wants to leave, and he's not showing up. It's it's a very hard. It's hard for me to square that circle. I know a lot of it has to come back to money, but it also comes back to this is the what third year in a row that Harden has not been happy where he is and wanted to go somewhere else. And so at some point, the Venn diagram of all the problems has to kind of circle around the one person that's been in the middle of all of the the not-great situations, and that would be Harden.
4: Andre, i got to ask you this. If you're the Philadelphia 76ers in their organization and Daryl Morey, at this point, what do you think the best thing is for them to do when it comes to Harden?
3: Yeah, so that's the tough Thing. It's like generally, for every non-Harden player, you would think, okay, that he's going to be a professional. He's going to come in. He's going to 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 play. And if we can't move him, then we need to play him to get value out of him until we can move him. Right. Um, that doesn't seem to be Harden's mo. You know, we've seen the the Big Mama's House Fat suit. You know, a couple of years <laughs> ago in Houston. Wow. You know, we, we, I mean, I'm just saying, like. <laughs> <laughs> like, not in Big not Mama's mine. house. Savage. <laughs> you know that is not mine. That is Kendrick Perkins. But I'm just saying, like,
2: you know, <laughs> jeez, <laughs> With, <laughs>
3: what's he gotten into you? <laughs> you know, I mean, no, I'm saying Kendrick Perkins is who said that, not that you know, not mm-hmm. to be uh, trying to be Kendrick Perkins. But <laughs> my point is, is I don't know what Philadelphia should do. The other thing that we always hear about Maury is that he really holds out for what he wants in trades that other GMs he has a reputation for asking to almost like a a fantasy football manager that you know always asks for your best player and and offers his least back it it seems like in some ways he has a reputation for being that in real life and so I would imagine he's pretty loath to accept less than what he expects to be you know um, he still sees Harden as one of the best players in the NBA so I think they're kind of a rock in a hard place but it don't look to me like Harden's going to play for them. So it seems like they're going to take – he's going to take the choice out of their – the decision out of their hands.
2: Great stuff by Andre Snellings, ESPN senior writer now, stand-up comedian here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. <laughs> Hit him on Twitter at Professor Driz, that is Dr. Z. Victor wimby makes his NBA debut tonight. I'm not going to ask you the question about realistic expectations. I'm not even going to go there. But what do you expect to see from Victor Wimby-Yama his first season in the NBA? I expect to see something I've never really seen before.
3: Um, we've, we've got glimpses of it. You know, I went out to, to Vegas this summer and, and watched him in the summer league, and his first summer league game didn't go like expected, and everybody was like, oh, my goodness, you know, what does this mean? But his second one, he looked more like we thought. And in the preseason, we're seeing all of the things that he was sold to be, right? This seven-five guy who on offense kind of uh, moves more like a – A wing, um, you know, has a game kind of reminiscent of a very tall wing. And on defense, he's blocking three-pointers. Like, who have you ever seen consistently blocking (laughs) three-pointers? Because that's normally a bad move. You don't try to block a jump shot because that's an easy way to get a foul. But his arms are so Inspector Gadget that he can have like a foot in the lane, take a step out and stretch, and he's blocking three-pointers. And so I think on the whole... I don't think he's going to come in and just be the MVP right off the top of the bat. I've, I've said that stylistically, probably in my lifetime, I'm old enough that the closest analog I've ever seen was a guy named Ralph Sampson, um, who, who played in the, uh, the twin towers with the Kim in in the mid eighties. Um, he was about that similar length and he was able to really disturb um, shots on defense. And he had a, a soft touch on offense too. So, I think he's maybe the next generation of that. But in today's NBA, where there's not as much big men, you know, uh, Charles Barkley back you down to the rim and and banging the post, he doesn't have to worry about that as much. And and therefore, I think he he should be able to have more success uh, at this level than than maybe his body type in the past.
4: So, Jay, I want to move on to the Eastern Conference. And when you look at that side of things and you talk about the best team in the East – Who has the edge in your opinion when it comes to the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics?
3: Yeah. um, You know, I heard you guys just talking about that, and and you you both kind of weighed in on on one side or the other. I tend to go with the Bucks um, maybe by a slim margin, but I really wouldn't be surprised if it came out to be a significant margin because I feel like Mm -hmm. they have the highest ceiling because as excellent as Jason Tatum is as a player, Giannis is still – in my opinion, the most unstoppable player, if not in the NBA, definitely in the East, maybe in the NBA. And what he does to opposing defenses, you know, the build a wall to stop him. Well, building the wall requires multiple players. Right. In today's NBA, you don't normally see that defense workable. But the, the Bucks, for all their strengths and weaknesses, they've never been able to consistently punish teams enough when they've built that wall against Giannis. And the one time they were kind of able to do it, they won a championship. So we replaced Drew Holiday, whose game I love at both ends of the court, but you replace him with arguably the, 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 you know, most dangerous perimeter shooter in the NBA and Damian Lillard. And all of the things that Giannis does to collapse the, the defense into the paint Lillard does that to pull defenses out of the paint because they have to guard him out to the 30 foot line. So those two things together, if it works, I don't think there's another team that could kind of met, met, match with their synergy and volume. And don't let Chris Middleton mess around to be healthy yeah. this season too. And and they already had a strong team of role players and defense. So I, I, I see the Bucks as the best in the East. I think that the Celtics would have been the best in the East in the last couple years. You know, with the team they have now. And, you know, they're a strong squad. and Anything could happen. So they, they could be – that I expect them to be there in the conference finals again. But, you know, barring injury, everybody at their best, I think the Bucks have the advantage.
2: 30 seconds. Give us a sleeper team that nobody's talking about that can make some noise in either Eastern or Western Conference.
3: Woo, okay. I heard you guys are sleepers. I really liked, um yours. I like the Pelicans. But you said that nobody's talking about – I'm going to have to jump to the Timberwolves. Um, I I thought they were going to be better last year than they were. So, you know, uh, call it what it is. But (laughs) Anthony Edwards, he feels like the next man up. He's the one. He's got buzz. Steve Kerber talking about him this summer. Um, The Nuggets players that that beat him last year talk about he's the hardest player to guard in the NBA. So I, I think he gets the Timberwolves into the playoffs and makes some noise this year.
2: He is the fantastic Andre Snellings. He's an FOS friend of the show. Does a great job. as an ESPNC and writer. Hit him on Twitter at Professor Drez, as in Dr. Z. He joined Freddie Coleman and Harry Douglas on Freddie and Harry. Always a blessing, Dr. Z. Keep it the great with Andre. We'll talk to you soon. Keep that stand-up comedy career going, too.
3: <laughs> yes, sir. Not, they're not going to be as easy as, as they
2: used to be. Yeah, I bet they're not. <laughs> Thanks a lot, brother. <laughs> like we mentioned, NBA doubleheader tonight, about to tip off in about 20 minutes. Boston at the New York Knicks and Madison Square Garden. That's game one. Then game two at 9.30 Eastern time. Victor Wimby-Yama makes his NBA debut at San Antonio, host Dallas. That game right after the Knicks and is kicking it off at 7 o'clock Eastern time. In other news, we'll start. And remember that fake high school football team, Bishop Sycamore, they're about to be added again. Keep it here for that strange story next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
1: This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio.
2: We're out of our minds here on Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Cohen, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio with the ESPN app, SiriusXM and Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio.
4: Did Does that song say Jump On It?
2: Apache. Like, jump On It. Jump, jump On it. it. Jump On It. Jump On It. Oh, okay. Why you asking? I don't want to know why you, what, what you thought it said.
4: I know, because I went to dancing and then I heard Jump On And I was like, huh?
2: Pause. Pause. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> what? So I've only been, been aroused since the, the early nineteen eighties. I, I know,
4: but this is the first time I actually <laughs> it actually registered that <laughs> over and over again. Jump on it. Jump on it. <laughs> it. It it took that long for it to actually like register for me. <laughs> Oh, my God. The things you do, the things we do.
2: We're completely weak right now. Seriously, we might need like to have a, like a psychiatrist as like as a guest one of these times. We, we really oh, do. No, I don't so think they, we we should not do that to that they, person. They could tell us. We all need <laughs> a psych eval. We, we, we really should not do that to that. Person. You know who we, number I, one I needs are, a psych eval is Harry Douglas. I already yeah. have two therapists. Oh, oh yeah. Put it this way: if, if therapy helps you your mental health, I'm good with it. But yeah, we man. do not need to do that. They'll be on the couch and not us. <laughs> have to deal <laughs> with that. So no. So no lie. Like yeah.
4: I may my therapist laughs so much at times because I know they're probably saying this young man,
2: he's something else. You know, that sometimes whatever you can do to make sure that you can keep things going and make sure you're in a safe space, whatever or whoever you have to talk to, I'm in. I don't think we should put any kind of therapist <laughs> yeah. to go through with us what we do on a day by day basis.
5: Speaking of safe space, we didn't get uh-huh. to it today, but no, we we'll, we'll do it Friday. Get Why you guys, not? we get you ready yes. for the NFL, Absolutely. NFL
4: weekend,
2: a little safe space. Yeah, whatever issue you got going on, could be sports-related, life-related, Harry and Freddie-related, whatever related it is.
4: I'll be live from Utah, too. That's Salt right. Lake or get City, Utah, Utah
2: for College Game yep. Day. Yeah, that's going to be nasty. It's going to be a good game. You got Utah. It's going to be events.
4: cold. I think it's supposed to be like in the 30s for a college game well, day that morning.
2: Good thing for you, the snowstorm that was supposed to go through in that area is going to bypass it, so snow you get a storm. chance to oh, – They're getting some snowstorms in the northwest part of the country, as a matter Jeez. of fact. So you, you may avoid that. You can't avoid each and every afternoon about this time, not just Freddie and Harry, but we always make sure that you're kept abreast of the news of the day
1: inside and outside of sports. You know it better, as. They may not be the top stories of the day. In other news. But you need to be in the know. This is In Other News.
2: Remember Bishop Sycamore? That fake high school with their coach Roy Johnson? Mm-hmm. If you've ever seen the HBO documentary, BS High. That's that to the 25th power. Well, if you know the story, they were a fake high school was put together. They scheduled games before people realized, and a couple of games on TV, that they were not an actual high school. They're about to be back at it again. Per a report by Zach Joachim in the Richmond Times-Dispatch on Wednesday, Bishop Sycamore is scheduled to play Life Christian Academy based in Chester, Virginia, at Virginia State University in nearby Petersburg on November the ninth
4: what how does this even happen
2: again i'm glad you wanted to know that it seems that life christian academy football coach david Fitzgerald said the new bishop sycamore staff is seeking to revitalize its reputation and he was contacted he said and i quote bishop sycamore they're in a rebuilding process and they basically have worked with a very reputable company that matches high school football games up they're looking to rebound and possibly enter into a league we play in we needed to fill a game, and we were presented with the opportunity. We spoke with their coaching staff and felt comfortable that they were legitimately moving forward in the right direction. We're a Christian school. We believe in second chances, and we wanted to make this happen, end quote.
4: Well, that's good, though. You know, I, I'm, I'm a person that I believe in second chances across the board because uh-huh. it, it, we have a lot of people that walk around Earth like they've never made a mistake before. So, Amen. Yep. you know, uh, I guess I'm all for it then.
2: Yeah, th- but as long as they're not bring the promoter, Andrew King, around – Bishop Sycamore, you should be okay because this fool blamed ESPN for the cancel culture, helicopter parents, and lying players of the controversy. Hey, Mr. Fat Liar, (laughs) how about you, Joe Maimon, the founder of Prep Gridiron, who put the story together, how about you, the ones should blame yourself for being a big fat liar when it's all said and done? There's
4: this thing called accountability.
2: You would think. Sometimes people don't think that accountability thing refers to them. In other news, meanwhile, in the NBA, the NBA All-Star Game is returning to the original East versus West format. They've tried so many different things, Harry.
4: Why is Shannon shaking his head? Shannon, you don't yeah, like why this? why'd you shake your head, I mean, Shannon? It's all right,
5: but I wish that NBA would go to U.S. versus the world. Now, could you imagine that. what that For world us. team would look like? Yeah. They yeah. might.
2: Mm, uh, yeah. USA might have some issues Ooh. with that one.
0: Oh, they Ooh. would. They Luka,
2: Giannis, Ooh. Embiid. Keep, keep going. Victor Wembanyama.
0: Victor Yama. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Rudy Gobert. Shea
2: Gilders-Alexander. Yeah, say, anybody from that, Canada. That, that's trouble. Yeah, Anybody from Canada. <laughs>
0: <laughs> who, we, who we throwing out there? Who we got? LeBron? A 38-year-old LeBron? <laughs> 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 <Who> <laughs> minutes oh, restriction LeBron? Steve Rogers, Captain America.
2: What are we doing? Anthony Edwards. Kevin yes. Durant, Jay Tatum, Devin yep. Booker, Jalen Brown. I'm taking the Daniel world. Though. Lillard, I'm taking the world. And, you know, there's some Joel and uh, Beasley, citizen. He can combat it. Jalen Brunson of the Knicks. You got some guys. You got some you got some guys that could, that can could help. But I like the U.S. versus the world thing. I like that a lot. I think yeah, that that, could I work. think
4: that will actually be more interesting.
2: Yeah. If Kawhi really not, if Kawhi Leonard's not injured, him.
4: <laughs> They're putting they put LeBron
5: yeah. on a minutes restriction in Booker. an All Star game. Yeah, it's you Kawhi. really think Kawhi's going to play in this game if he's not playing in the
2: regular season? With Kawhi, who knows? John Moran could have a redemption. Zion Williamson,
0: got some dudes. Yeah. Well, I, them I like them.
2: Twinkies along. Yeah, oh well, Twinkies, those beignets.
4: <laughs>
2: they should be beignets for by Zion Williamson. He's having too many beignets. Yeah,
4: you got Trey Young. You got, you got some dudes. You got- Madison Square gar- Garden killer. Uh, they, uh, Trey Young. Yeah,
2: he has been a killing a long time in Madison Square Garden, my friend. I hear you. I
4: hear you.
2: <laughs> By the way, safe travels. You're going to be back with us on Friday as you travel to Oregon versus Utah. And catch Harry he does tomorrow on Get Up when he does That Boy Bad. And make sure you catch that seven. on Get Up 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern time. Amber and Ian come your way next. For Harry Duggs and Freddie Coleman, this has been Freddie and Harry and the mighty ESPN Radio. Take care. God bless. And as always, keep cool. been.
1: Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.